Hello and welcome into another episode of the Fantasy Football RPG Podcast. I am your commissioner, Corey, also known as Bittner Steel, and I am once again joined by my two guys. We got Evan in the house and we've got Eric uh, in his ethereal ghostly form. How's it going, boys? Good evening. Good evening. It's going very well. Good short work week. I'm loving it. Oh, very. you had a short work week? Look at you go. Did you not have off Monday? Oh, I, you know, so for Monday, I was technically off, but I went to uh, a Mariners game that was a company Mariners game. Oh, okay. So I got to enjoy the game, obviously, although it was crazy busy. I guess Labor Day game makes sense. But for the most part, it was pretty fun. But I had to do a lot of wrangling because I was kind of the one organizing stuff. Uh, but overall, you know, pretty good. I kind of counted as almost a work day, though. That makes sense. But you, Evan, work still uh, killing you, man? Oh, yeah. My uh, assistant director submitted his resignation a couple weeks ago, said the uh, department was too stressful, and my boss submitted her resignation for the end of this month. You're literally going to be the only one left there. It's just going to be you. Well, How are you going to fix all those pipes? Or <laughs> I, I don't know your job. Review all the pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry. The unsung hero of Nashville. You don't actually fix the pipes. Yeah, man, I, I, I do what I can. But, but owning all the water in Nashville, that's got to be, you got to be like pretty well set if you own all the water. If only. All right. Well, uh, short week, uh, long week, hectic work, uh, all that aside, guys, it, it is football time tomorrow. How stoked out of your minds are you? Hey, what are we drinking tonight? I am very stoked. In fact, I'm two I'm beers stoked, so I have one of them cracked and another just waiting for me. Uh, but this is one I've had before, I believe, on this podcast. Uh, it's called Icicle Dragon Tail IPA. I'm a sucker for these landscape backgrounds I found. When I look at the can, I'm like, oh, that's gorgeous. I end up buying it. Uh, so that's awesome. It's already very good. Have cracked that one. And then I've got an Elysian contact haze. I've heard of that before. That's next up on the list. Yeah, Elysian uh, is now, I guess, a big beer company because they got they got bought by uh, Budweiser or Coors. I can't remember which, but they used to be sort of small town uh, local like here in Washington. But yeah. What about you guys? What do you guys got going on? So I am big bourbon guy. So I am drinking tonight. You did go with the bourbon. good old Jefferson's. This is a small batch of straight bourbon whiskey. If you like very, very smooth whiskeys without a huge bite to it, this is absolutely perfect. Got the cool, I love the design of like Jefferson in the background. The bottle is very cool. Just the, the whole aesthetic is very nice. Big shout out to uh, Trish and Glenn who got this for my birthday and told me I was going to love it. And they did not lie. This has become one of my top favorites. So you're coming out with a birthday whiskey. All right. This is going to be a good show. Football Eve. You got to come out the birthday whiskey. Indeed. So 82.3 proof made in Louisville, Kentucky. It is a excellent choice. Beautiful. Beautiful. You just taking that with a little ice cube or just straight? A little ice cube. A little ice cube. Yeah, that's the way I go. And uh, what about Evan? What you got, Evan? Uh, I got a beer per normal. I spied something before the show started. I knew you had something over there. Yeah, Zoom was trying to uh, censor it out, you know? What can, what can we say? uh it's it's called a tiny bomb uh it's a pilsner love a good pilsner agreed yeah i i love getting a pilsner to to mix up like i'm usually always just an ipa guy there's just for me it's the variety i just i just go for it because there's always a new one coming around the corner but pilsner is my go-to for like breaking up 
the IPA monotony sometimes. So that is a that is a great choice. Underrated beer choice, Kolsch's. I'm trying to think. I think we've had this conversation before. I still don't know if I've had a, what. It, how do you say it? Kolsch. Kolsch. So it's like K O L S C H. Kolsch. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've ever intentionally had one or like had one anew. They're very, very good. I don't know if this is a proper scientifical definition of it, but it's- I, I like scientifical. I like that word. It is like a Hefeweizen, but without all the wheat. At least that's how I taste it. Oh. So it's more like a lighter blonde with a little bit more of that German flavoring to it. Oh, okay. I might like that. That, that sounds pretty good. I'll have to be on the lookout for that. I Yeah, I can't say with certainty that I've had. When we do a beer swap, a uh, local brewery down here, yes. Five Branches, makes one of the best cultures I've ever had. So I will have to include that. Shout out to Five Branches. Great brewery. Or when uh, or when Evan and I go on our side podcast adventure, uh, Beers Around the Country, and we just go down there and, and have a couple of brews and, and add that to the list. Absolutely. Really sorry still about cutting you out of that, Eric. I mean, it's just it really just is a two-man organization so like not like i worked in the industry for a while it's fine <laughs> you know you got to be able to work remotely so <laughs> i actually work from home once a week so you just have to do it on the one day a week that i work from home oh now. yeah that's easy just a quick flight out uh to minnesota and then a quick Ooh. flight back yeah that's easy okay well that's awesome guys i'm i'm beyond stoked i think that the nfl did a significantly uh, just just an amazing job at putting together the schedule this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we have obviously Broncos and Seahawks. We have Baker versus the Browns uh, on the Panthers now. Uh, we have the Deshaun Watson uh, comeback where he faces the Texans. And then we have the opening game of the season, the LA Rams versus the Buffalo Bills. I think it's just, I mean, could we ask for a better game? Would you guys say more than any season you can remember that there was more big name players that changed teams than ever before? I mean, with the Russ move, that by itself is so significant that everything else to me just feels like it, it just added to just how big that move was. So I, I would say in recent memory, yeah. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Matt yeah. Ryan, Khalil Mack, Baker Mayfield. Like there's so many big names that went on moves this year. And I think it sets up the schedule nicely because there's a lot of revenge games or they're going to be at least sold as that too, which could be really fun to see. Yeah, I'm very excited to see Joe Flacco revenge game versus the Ravens. So looking forward to that. That's actually my survivor pool pick of the week, Ravens over Jets. I thought you were going to say Jets. I was like, oh, so you're just giving up week one. Yeah, just giving up on the season. Uh, No, I think I, so I think I'm in three survivor pools. That was one of mine. I think uh, the 49ers were another. Sorry, Eric. Uh, smart yeah. i just couldn't do it to myself with one definitely no i get that I, it's not like i'm out here choosing the seahawks even though i'm 99 percent certain they're gonna get destroyed but you know there's that part of me fan hope uh they are at home that stadium's gonna be i think the loudest it will be all year just all the booze on russ uh i don't have any data to back this up but there's always two monday night football games every year and one of them is always super weird and fluky. And I get really scared week one Monday night football games of picking anything off of that. Yeah. Yeah. Monday night football games are, yeah. I think notoriously they have, they have that reputation. Um, so yeah, no, it, it could be an upset. We'll see upsets happen uh, any given Monday night. Yep. 
Uh, so moving right into things, we we have some stuff. Uh, some stuff happened. It's been a minute since we've uh, since we've been sitting down with you guys. Uh, spoiler alert: I've already mentioned it, but we are recording the day before the season kicks off, uh, September seventh. And uh, yeah, so I guess the big one for me. I mean, it happened a couple days ago now, but the big Russ extension, guys. I mean. He's going to be a Bronco uh, basically till he's 40. Good for him. I think I'll just come out and say it. I'm, I'm kind of glad that we didn't pay him that kind of money mm-hmm. going off of some recent news that, you know, has just, whether or not it's, it's news news or just kind of rumor mill, but I've since the move happened, my fervor from Russ has, has basically all but dissipated. Um, I think that, there's a very large chance that he was the problem player in the locker room. And uh, yeah, I, what can I do other than just move on at this point? But I think there's a chance that we did kind of have Russ's best years and that I don't know if that five-year extension is going to do the Broncos good towards the tail end. No. And I'm, this really didn't register in my news meter too much only because if you trade that much for what Russell Wilson, I just kind of assumed this yeah. was coming. Like, to me, it only would have been news if this deal wasn't done. And then you're like, wait, that would have been like that. That would have been interesting. That's when it would have got weird. But like, I just, I, once the trade happened that you give up that much capital, you're like, they're going to sign him. Even if they overpay, they're like, we have to keep him now. Definitely. Um, yeah, man, definitely just worried about like for a fantasy perspective, if you have him on your dynasty team, part of his appeal was the scrambling and, if getting into that age, I just, I don't know how long he can keep that value up. I think it already started to kind of tick downwards uh, last year, maybe even the year before that, but like, yeah, I don't know. Russ on the Broncos for many reasons uh, just doesn't, doesn't entice me. Doesn't excite me. I think he's good for the wide receivers there. Fantasy wise. Sure. Yeah. Although to me, I think Cortland Sutton is kind of the only guy I really like. I think that the, this is a fun one to say the jury is still out on Judy. Jury, Jerry, Judy. It is, but I, I'm still, I'm still in on the Judy. Yeah, I still, I'm in on the Judy stock. I think he's, I think it's fair to be in on him. Um, yeah, I think it's fair. I just, I, I, question marks, I guess, for me. Coming out of Bama, Evan and I were both huge on Judy. It has definitely taken a hit since then, but I'm not ready to abandon ship yet. For sure. Well, uh, here's a guy that I'm not ready to abandon ship on. It's Jalen Rager going to the Vikings. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I don't, <laughs> I don't have any Jalen Rager. Uh, why would I have any Jalen Rager? Um, you should have dropped him pretty much. I mean, the moment AJ Brown signed, if not sooner, we'll see if he makes a, <laughs> any sort of scene on, uh, in Minnesota, but the odds are unlikely to me. Uh, no Jalen Rager fans here. I'm assuming Evan, Evan, your boy. Well, I was going to say, let, let's not forget that he can still get some return yards. So there's that if you're in a league that values hey. return yards. And the RPG leagues do appreciate return yards in a lot of cases. Uh, that is a good call. Yeah. I don't know if the Vikings have like a, they don't seem like they have like a incumbent. Return guy? Yeah. Return guy. Maybe it's KJ Osborne. Is it Osborne? That's, hey, Jinx. Oh, no, no, no. It was that really long named guy that started with an O, I think. Because I remember Donnie added him randomly in a bunch of leagues last year. So who's this dude? And all of a sudden he's like kick returning left and right. Well, if we can't remember his name, it's Kine and Wangu. Oh, okay. No. Okay. Yeah. I do know him. He, 
Yeah, he he kind of looked good. He took a he took one or two to the house, I think, right? At least one. Um, so yeah, maybe the kick return isn't like uh, a sure thing. Maybe they mix it up a little bit with both of them now or something like that. But you know, um, I think if you're in a very deep, deep, very, very, very deep, 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 very, very deep league, then maybe you can uh, take a flyer on him. I think he's droppable in all formats unless you get big kick return yards and he finds his way in there. Hundred hundred man bench. You don't take you don't take a flyer? Oh, hundred man bench. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. Hundred man bench, I'll take a flyer on Evan. All right. Well, uh, here's a guy that I took many flyers on. I, I'm just I'm Segway King right now. I'm just really getting into this. Uh Mitchell Trubisky has been officially named the QB one starting week one for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I've been a proponent of this. I thought this was going to happen. And I think it was pretty generally like clear and known. I don't think there were like too many people saying Mason Rudolph or Kenny Pickett was going to come out the gate week one. But I also, I do really think Mitch Trubisky has a decent shot at just being the guy there. I mean, if he can, if he can come out week one against the Bengals and like, let's, let's say he wins. That I mean, crazy, right? I mean, I don't think a lot of people are expecting that. Um, even though, like, it's a it's a division game. Steelers have a good defense still. I think the score is probably going to be closer than a lot of people might think. Uh, but if he can come out and win or make it close, he's got the weapons, man. If he can show out, I think he might lock that thing down. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like what Mr. Trubisky shown. I don't think there was any world, even if he went zero for 45 in the preseason, that he doesn't start the first four to eight yeah. weeks. I think that was a foregone conclusion. That was the lock. I think the question was, can he hold the job halfway through the season? Yeah, I think four to eight weeks is, I think that's mm-hmm. the perfect, like, over, yeah. under. Like, six to eight maybe is, like, an uh, easier bet to make. But, like, I think that's the perfect sort of estimation. I think so, too. I thought he looked good, though. I liked what I saw. I think he did enough to show he deserves the start. Yeah. He made some Mitch plays, you know. That's what Mitch does, though. He makes a couple of Mitch plays. Yeah. But he, overall, the guys surrounding him, it's going to be so hard for him to like mess that up. It's totally possible, but he's, he's going to have to really mess things up. He's got more offensive talent than he's ever had yeah. in a starting position. Totally. We're quick segue off of him to the Steelers. Is this picket hype out of control? Picket hype? Uh, George Pickens. Sorry, George. Pickens. Oh, oh, okay. 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 I was like, people have been hyping. Pickett? It, it, sorry. This Pickens. Uh, no, but, uh, the pick and stuff is, I, I see where it's coming from. I, I, I understand the hype. I'm not, I'm not on the train per se. I still really like him, but I don't think there are some guys that at the end of a, you know, round one in a rookie draft, uh, that I think I would generally take over him. I'd probably take him if he felt like the 201. Um, but seeing him go like 106, 107, 108, that, that, yeah ridiculous weren't you offered cam Akers straight up yeah that's absurd yeah i mean that guy so context this is a non-rpg league and it's a it's a 10 team league so it's like kind of shallow and the guy has the entire steelers qb room and is a pittsburgh fan and he he put acres on on the block and i basically i just went to him like hey man you looking to like lock up Pickens and just you know I mean he seems like he's the real deal uh and he's like oh yeah did you want him for Cam Akers and I was like that'll work yeah that'll work for me yeah I guess so uh I almost was like do you want to throw in a third but no I, I wouldn't I wouldn't dare it's already such a good deal 
but yeah, I mean, I don't think you're getting that. My point is, I don't think you're getting that in a, uh, maybe a bigger, like a 12 team. That's a little more like higher grade or, or higher pay. This is a little bit of like a home league. So. Right. Do, do I want him on my dynasty team? Yes. Do I want to way overpay for him? My dynasty team? No. Evan, what do you think on Pickens? Oh, I mean, the, the hype, in my opinion, is completely out of control. Like, let's remember that he is currently the wide receiver three. He has two wide receivers with two years left on their contracts in front of him who have been in that offense previously, who have produced in that offense previously. I, I think people are seeing the plays that are coming out of camp, forgetting that most of those guys are replacement guys. Uh, they're seeing it and thinking back to his freshman year at Georgia when he was an absolute darling. Like people were coming out of his freshman year, people were looking at him as like a top five pick. People were looking at him like they were looking at AJ Green back when AJ Green came out. Um, so, you know, former five star recruit, like he had all of those metrics coming in and then injuries took their toll uh, as kind of another trade that just occurred. Uh, I actually moved. Pickens for Rashad Bateman, straight up. And I was just like, I was oh, smashing. Money. As, as hard as I could press that button, as quick as I could press that button. I was just like, yeah. I like that a lot for you. Oh, baby. Oh, my God. That is so good for you. I love Bateman. So I love that. And I love I love you and I trading Pickens around the same time. That, that validates me. That makes me feel very good. Yeah, I, I moved him like five, four or five days ago. Very nice. Very, very nice. And that's, that's like not a, that's not like a fun league. I mean, that's a hundred dollar entry league. So that's easy. Yeah. To me, that's easy. I mean, uh, you're, you're literally flipping a wide receiver three at best for the wide receiver one for their team. Like, yeah, it's, it's Lamar Jackson throwing it, but he can support Mark Andrews and a wide receiver. Like let's not pretend that's not, yeah, that's totally possible. I was going to say, I mean, Bateman and, you know, vacated targets aren't a true thing, yeah. but at the same time, the Ravens offense has 200 vacated targets from last year. It's not a real thing, but it, it's, it's a thing. Like it is, uh, it, it can't be measured. I would never like expect that amount of targets to follow after, after that kind of, uh, I, I want to say vacation, but yeah, I mean, th- there's gotta be some targets coming like for sure. Yeah, I mean Hollywood. Hollywood got 150 last year, or right right around 150. So yeah, easy, easy. And Bateman's gonna ca- be able to catch a lot more of them too. He has that like alpha receiver body. He can get up and go get it. Like it doesn't need to be the most accurate ever. Like it kind of needed to be for Hollywood Brown because that's like kind of what he does. He he stretches the field. That's kind of what he is for. This was the last week you could buy low on Bateman. I don't think you're gonna be able to too much longer. I feel that. Although it will be interesting to see him go up against uh, Sauce. So, Sauce Gardner. That will be, oh my God, that'll be interesting. Yeah. Very excited for that. Oh, there's so many good, juicy games coming up, which really, oh my gosh, we got on that Trubisky train really hard. I think we can just kind of go, I'm just going to do the next one and then the, the one after that really fast. And then we can just skip Jason Peters to the boys because I was really just trying to hurt Evan with that so uh we could just skip that and go to uh the lazard injury uh which apparently it was kept under wraps for a little bit i just heard about it like yesterday or the day before um it was like undisclosed and now it's an ankle that he's like rehabbing on the sideline uh coaching staff is non-committal about his uh his ability to play week one 
what do you guys think in terms of does that really signify the coming of Sammy Watkins traditional week one like outstanding performance that he always like he I mean it's just right there right it's right there for him Lazard misses or is limited Sammy Watkins week one monster returns oh tell me I'm wrong I'm what I'm please please tell me I'm wrong you're not but like I think that's what we're looking at I think if you if you have Sammy Watkins like if he's on the like waiver wire like go get him for week one like if you're if you're not strong at wide receiver you need a flex if you if you're starting sammy watkins week one your team's not contending that year i don't know i think there are certain situations like for me i'm really worried that uh jk dobbins isn't going to be available who i'm treating as a flex right now on a lot of my teams if he's not able to go like uh, sammy watkins might be better than some of my like auxiliary bench players it's possible like on some of my teams it's entirely possible if i went like front heavy on them Corey, J- jk is a very easy topic for me uh if he's active you don't start him if he's not active you don't start him. easy that's easy it, yeah. it's an easy call for me even if he comes back he's yeah. not expected a full workload he's expected maybe a 60 percent of his normal workload which isn't even a full workload as it does make sense yeah. Yeah. I mean, so to me, with just the hesitancy there, I mean, that that pretty much signals to me that he's not going to be available for me. And, and in those cases, uh, in the case I can get Watkins off the waiver or if I can like, I don't know, I don't think I'd go out there and trade for him. But if he's available to start week one on your flex, I mean, I, I almost want to say don't overthink it. Sammy Watkins, he's done this three other times, I think, maybe in a row. So more valuable wide receiver on the Packers. For week one, Sammy Watkins or Randall Cobb? I think that the week one tradition dictates that it's going to be Sammy Watkins, but I like Randall Cobb too, especially like pretty much only in the case that Lazard is out. But, you know. I think another roll of dice and Cobb. I think that's good. I think it might be even better in PPR. Maybe that's a good tiebreaker too, because Sammy Watkins might just get like two touchdowns, but not a ton of receptions. And Randall Cobb might get peppered because he's like the trusted guy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm leaning. It is the Vikings, right? We can't pretend like the Vikings doesn't have like a like a secondary that I'd be petrified of. They they have a decent uh, safety core, but other than that, I mean, quarterbacks are nothing of note as far as I know. So it's Rodgers. He's still going to make more than likely. He's going to make someone valuable there. There's going to be a receiver there that's that can take the shot. If it's not Lazard because he's out, then Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins. That's those are my calls, but I'm not a Romeo Dobbs uh, truther. So, I mean, that's just not the guy that I would picture. But anyway, you know, it was just a weird injury too. So I wanted to mention it just so yeah. if there's any other people that haven't heard about it, because I literally just found this out. Only other thing of major note, I think that we'll just quickly dive into is uh, Damian Pierce, RB1 boys. It's, it's Pierce season. It happened. Marlon Mack cut Rex Burkhead, 45 years old uh philip Lindsay gone it's it's damian pierce and if you got him in like the third round of your rookie draft i standing ovation to you Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i don't think he's gonna be blowing anything out of the water but can he have a four man's or even equal man's james robinson kind of come out of nowhere season being an rb1 yeah it's possible outside of like the bills and the chiefs if you're an RB1, you have value, right? The Texans don't have a bad O-line. They don't have like a great O-line, but they don't have a bad O-line. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Davis Mills stan. I've said it once and I'll say it again. 
I think this offense is like pretty underrated, generally speaking. Uh, James Robinson, I think that's certainly the ceiling, but it's not impossible. And even if he comes out and he's a consistent, like flex in RB3, RB2, like kind of in between guy, I think that's a huge, huge win uh, for anyone that plays in Dynasty that just drafted him in like a rookie draft because he was not going. At, I mean, he'd be, you, you guys think he'd be first round at this point? end of it you take him at the end of first round is kind of what i imagine like maybe after london olave burks maybe uh garrett wilson maybe and then we've been doing a bunch of re mock 2022s um this past week and what we've come up with is hall number one london number two walker number three burks four wilson five jmo six olave seven cooks eight Pickens nine, Pickett ten, Sky Moore eleven, Damian Pierce twelve. So like end of that first round. Uh, I think I'd take Pierce over Pickett and Pickens, but that's probably it. It's, it's just quarter quarterback value. I mean, I get it. Pickett, Pickett looks solid in the preseason. Yeah, so. yeah. I I'm I. Do I need to start getting over my irrational fear of Pickett? Should I should I, I so. kind of climb aboard here? Because I just I'm starting to get over it myself. Okay, yeah, I, I feel the changing of the guard coming here. He has looked good. You're right, and I mean that's kind of my eye evidence that I've I've personally seen. He's he's made some good plays. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of like I don't know. I guess just the the lateness of the pick and like I, the fact that he didn't go like a as like a top. 20 even guy he was like outside the top 20 right that just kind of weirded me out and there are other teams that i'm like you kind of need a qb here and you're you're passing over him and then you know his teeny tiny baby hands uh i think those two things kind of combined just kind of turned me off of him but you know if he if he's a baller he's a baller i'll start i'll start reconsidering my position i suppose anywho uh jason peters to the boys and then we'll go ahead and I, i just wanted to say it We'll go ahead and take it to a new segment, though. Very excited for this one. Uh, I hope it's recurring every week because I think I'm going to go ahead and say right now I'm going to be joining you in these, uh, you know, small bets. But uh, this is Evan's best bets. We're going to go through a couple of these, or Evan is, uh, a couple of lines that he's seeing that uh, he likes. Take it away, Evan. Yeah, so the three lines that I like the most uh, this coming week, and I've actually already put these in a a three-leg parlay, um, for plus five, I, it's at plus 581 right now. I think I got it at plus 618. Um, so a little bit more juice when I took it. Um, but the three bets that I'm looking at are the Eagles laying the points. So giving four points, looking at the Ravens giving seven, and then looking at the Titans giving five and a half. All right. So my logic behind this is I think the Jets game. Uh, So it's Jets and Ravens is going to be a very uh, run heavy type of game. Once again, for the Ravens, Uh, the Jets overall gave up the most total yards last year. They added sauce and they added Jermaine Johnson uh, to their defense. They also gave up the fourth most rushing yards. Uh, Jermaine Johnson isn't projected as a starter as of this filming. And I think it'll be a really fun a uh, really fun battle between Sauce and Rashad Bateman. 
I don't think they have anybody to cover Mark Andrews. So I think Mark Andrews is going to go absolutely ballistic uh, on the receiving side. Uh, I also think Lamar is just going to absolutely run over them. Uh, the Ravens last year without JK still averaged the third most rushing yards per game at 146, which gives them a ball control offense that can still also score with a average defense. Uh, Ronnie Stanley is questionable for this game. Uh, I think that'll be big, uh, whether he ends up playing or not uh, for Lamar and whether they really go absolutely crazy or if the offense is relatively tame uh, and they just kind of grind out the ball, uh, ball control game. So I think that'll be really interesting. Uh, we've already heard my take on JK for a fantasy perspective. If he's, held, or if he's active, don't start him. If he's not active, obviously don't start him. Uh, so I don't think that it's going to be a single running back that gets a ton of reps uh, this coming game for him. So with that, I feel pretty safe taking the Ravens at minus seven. I would feel better if it was six and a half. That way you could get the touchdown for the win. Uh, but seven gives you the push opportunity. Um, so I'd consider maybe giving a half a point. I think last I saw that was giving half a point or uh, taking an extra half point, sorry, down to six and a half. Uh, that would put you right around minus 140, I think, um, for what it was. Eagles-Lions game. Uh, Lions gave up the fourth most yards last year. Uh, what did they do? They added to the defense with Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, they also gave up the fifth most rushing yards. I think that's important because Hutchinson, while he is a huge addition, uh, I don't think that's going to be enough to stop the Eagles offense that averaged the most yards per game on the ground last year in the entire NFL at 159 yards per game. They added A.J. Brown, uh, which... I don't know what corner is going to be able to guard AJ Brown for the lions. So maybe he just goes nuclear week one. Yeah. I know exactly who the corner is going to be that guards AJ Brown. It's no one. It's going to be thin air. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's going to have to trip over his own feet. The the turf monster is going to have to get him. Um, So really, really excited for that. I think Jalen hurts is, is going to do what he does. Uh, He's going to run the ball. Um, in that offense, and then he's going to throw. I mean, they got weapons. They have one of the best offensive lines in football. I actually love the offensive lines for both teams in this game. Uh, I think it'd be really fun to watch from that perspective. Obviously, the big sexies aren't really all that sexy, but I love watching the big sexies up on the line, blocking for their quarterbacks and their run game. So in that game, we're looking Eagles minus four and a half. And then the Titans being here in Nashville, I'm looking at them at minus five and a half. And I'm looking at them mainly because the Titans had the best run defense in football last year. They did just lose Harold Landry, uh, which is a big blow to that defense. Um, But their defense had been looking pretty good in preseason uh, in pass coverage, uh, where they were pretty abysmal last year uh, in pass coverage. So I think they take a step forward this year. So overall, I think it's one of the better defenses in the league. I'd say it's a top three defense pretty comfortably. Uh, in the league, which means Daniel Jones is most likely going to have to pass the ball for them to win this game. And who of note is a wide receiver on the Giants? Yeah, exactly. Not really any household names. Uh, Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay, the corpse of Kenny Galladay. Yeah, it doesn't sound too sexy. Uh, Sterling Shepard. I'm pretty sure that Kenny Galladay, like current Kenny Galladay, is like a skin changer 
that took old Kenny Galladay and he's not, he doesn't know how to play football and he's still very awkward in the skin suit. And it's just, it's just not him. It's not the same guy. Either of that because the Lions destroyed Calvin Johnson's career. Kenny Galladay left all of his talent there. Is that, is that how that works? That could be it. Or, or uh, Calvin Johnson could have like hired some sort of warlock to place a hex on the next mm. wide receiver after him to be of note. And, uh, you know, that just happened to be Kenny Galladay. So he got hexed. Good old fashioned hex. But yeah, so also going on that, uh, I think it could be interesting that uh, Ryan Tannehill could also throw the ball. Obviously, Derrick Henry's coming back. How much work will they give Derrick Henry right off the gate? Uh, maybe ease him into the season a little bit. Also, let's remember that the Giants pass defense is not very good. Uh, they're starting a rookie as their second corner as well that could be taken advantage of. Uh, so while it's not the Titans MO, while they're not the best passing offense, they are known for running the ball and running clock management. I still think that is a potential and I could very much see Tennessee putting up 28 plus points this game. Mm. Nice. Yeah, no, I, I love those. Um, and I have officially, while you're doing that, have followed you in these bets and laid some some cash on it. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I won't blame you. Uh, I'm just addicted to gambling. So either way, we just we ride together, brother. And so that, I guess, is a nice uh, that's a nice, easy segue, actually, into uh, another little new segment. We're just we're just dishing out segments this app. Uh, this one that I'm very excited to, to hear about is, well, Eric, do you want to introduce it? I do. We're going to start a little weekly thing called Eric's spicy hot take of the week. I'm all about the hot takes. I love to put my name out there. I'm might be wrong 90% of the time, but when that 10th one hits all about the spicy takes. So I got a, I got a pretty good spicy one for you this week. There's a man in the NFL who's been kind of forgotten, super high draft pick. He put up some huge numbers for a while, and he kind of, you know, fell off the map. He disappeared for a little bit. But I know my man, from everything I've been reading, has been grinding this offseason. He is getting ready for a big old comeback, and I think this week one is going to show out big time. He's been hiding from the media. He got a whole, like, six minutes of showtime on hard knocks. Week one, we are biting the kneecaps. Jared Goff will outplay Jalen Hurts, and the Lions will win 28-27 and be first place in the AFC North. Spicy hot take of the week. Wow. So so I take it you've been watching Hard Knocks. I have not seen a second of it, but I think they said Jared wow. Goff got six total minutes. You shouldn't watch it because you will I, – I am irrationally in love with the Lions now. Yeah. I think I think their team is just like I Dan Campbell is now like one of the top five coaches to me in the league. I'm so ready for the Lions takeover. Uh, but I do want to also ask how much was that like a, a part of you? You see Evan leave and then you just you dish that like hot lava. I don't know. This had nothing to do with Evan. This has been on my mind for a little bit. You want to repeat your hot take just one t- one time for the record? Week one, Jared Goff will outplay Hertz and the Lions will win 28-27 and be first place in the NFC North with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, you just hate the Packers. I do. So. I can see, though, like the uh, like the math above your head, like you're like looking at all the equations, and you're just like, the, this score and, and this quarterback will be better than this quarterback, and the Vikings will beat the Packers. It's just, it's a very nice, like, algebraic formula that you've graced us with. But I do believe the Lions will be 1-0 after this week. 
I'm I'm in. It's a it's a big parlay that you put together here, and I'm very I'm going to be thrilled for you if it hits. A uh, lot of a lot of different uh, things to that. So so Goff outplays Hurts. Mm-hmm. Does that mean he he scores more, throws for more, and the Lions beat? The Eagles? I didn't get super deep with the numbers. I just think we will look after the game and say Jared Goff was the better quarterback on the field. Jared Goff outplays Hurts. The Lions beat the Eagles 28 to 27, the exact score. And the Vikings will beat the Packers. That's that's your four or five leg. And minimum four kneecaps will be bitten off. Four whole kneecaps? Four of them. Minimum. How, is it the whole kneecap or like does a partial kneecap bite count? Whole thing gonna be gone. The full thing has to be gone. And Aiden Hutchinson will have at least three of those kneecaps. So okay, so Aiden Hutchinson. So <laughs> so let me just get it all straight. So Goff outplays Hurts. Lions beat the Eagles, 28-27. Packers get beat by the Vikings. Four total kneecaps will be fully bitten off. Three of which will belong to Aiden Hutchinson. One, someone else. Absolutely. Is that it? Do you want to add any more to that? Nope. Nope. To sum it all up, the spicy hot take of the week is Lions are beating the Eagles this week. That's my spicy hot take, and Jared Goff's going to play good. Lock it in. Lock it in. I'll just I'll just edit out what you just said and make sure my really long one is the, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> all right, that's fun. If that happens, like we're I think it's safe to say Evan and I will do a special celebratory dance for you or something. We'll go like this. Woo. I'll ask. Go Eric. Something like that. Hey, you know, I, I do have respect for the Lions. Uh, I took a long shot bet to just make the playoffs at plus 300. I love that bet. They will be better than people think. For sure. And that's not just the that's not just the hard knocks like bias, right? No, I didn't even see it. Cool. Yeah, agreed. Awesome. Well, that that goes right into another, you guessed it, a segment, guys. A brand new segment. We are a day away from the NFL kicking off and we are starting this uh, fun little game up where uh, we have we've named it Top Dogs. I uh, forgot to, this is Z. There we go. I fixed it in the show sheet. Uh, week one, Top Dogs, uh, where we're basically going to go uh, one for one, uh, each of us, each uh, naming one player from, from each position uh, that you would be playing in fantasy. Uh, no IDPs. Don't at me about the IDPs. Uh, and we're just going to name guys that we think are going to be the number one at their position for the week. So I'm really excited about this. I think that it's awesome seeing a bunch of different names here for, for all of us. I'm, I'm excited that we all kind of like mix it up for the most part. And I guess we'll just go ahead and get started with quarterback. Um, and I'll, I'll go first. Uh, I think that the week one top dog quarterback will be Justin Herbert. I think Herbert will have have an insane year. Uh, I think that he is set up in such a such a good way to just put on a show. Um, and you know, weapons are spoken for: Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Austin Eckler, just some of the best weapons in the NFL. Uh, and he goes up against the Raiders, who I think are good. Uh, I think they're going to be pretty good team in general. Uh, I think that the Devonte Adams signing was, was a huge boon to them. And what I see here is a game that is going to be insanely high, high scoring. I think that the Raiders defense is still not great, but the offense is going to be able to keep up. And I think Justin Herbert is going to come out here and he's going to have to score five touchdowns 
in order to beat the Raiders. Uh, and I think he's perfectly capable of doing that. And so when I just, when I look at the list of kind of the top projected guys, uh, Herbert really just stands out to me as a guy that, that can very likely in a almost surefire shootout game, uh, uh, just toss a, a bunch of touchdowns in and make this, uh, an electric high scoring game. Don't forget, this is a revenge game for the Raiders knocking out the Chargers last year, too. That's a great point. I appreciate you making that point because I had forgotten. Uh, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that it's just going to be a highly, highly competitive game, and that even adds more fuel to the fire. Do you remember the weird world when they were talking about when they went to overtime that they should all just take knees and both of them make the playoffs? It was one of the weirdest scenarios we've ever seen in a football game. I think I might have missed that somehow. That's why, Or I just forgot about it. That's wild. They were the last game if they... Whoever won would go to the playoffs, but if they tied, they both went. Oh, crazy. It was really weird. Oh, my God. And so it's overtime legitimately. And I remember they were talking, the coaches kind of were huddling to the side, and they were like, there was like speculation they were talking about, do we just kneel out the game and we both go? That's wild. Man, well, I'm glad that didn't happen. Although that would have been like yeah. interesting. It would have been the most boring game to watch probably of all time. Unless at the very last second, like fourth quarter, like 30 seconds left on the clock. They pretend like they're going to kneel and they're, they've been so conditioned at that point to just accept the kneel. But then Derek Carr, oh, scores the game winning touchdown. That'd be, that would have been really funny. Uh, okay. But yeah, J- Justin Herbert, who wants to go next? I'll go. My number one top dog QB of the week is Lamar Jackson. So the reason is I, with Joe Flacco playing, I don't have, any belief the Jets are going to sustain much of anything. I also think Lamar is pissed that they have not given him enough guaranteed money in this contract yet. And I think he and John Harbaugh have a phenomenal relationship. And I think this week one, Lamar is going to say, Hey, John, let me ball out. Let me go out there. Let me do all of this. Let me show the Ravens organization that I'm worth this money. And I think John against the Jets is going to let him do that. I think he runs for at least two touchdowns, throws for three. And I think he just takes over the entire game and he walks off giving Johnny Manziel money signs. And I could really see him, the Ravens doing like a 42 to seven, 42 to 14 type game on the Jets. That would support the Evan bet. It would. And I, I just think this is going to be the Lamar game. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes logical sense to me. The, yeah. I don't think that the Jets can stop Lamar tiny sprinkle on your parade you did did you hear that lamar is like giving them till friday or at least that's what like came out was mm-hmm. okay and that so you think that they don't pay him though that doesn't really affect because either a he doesn't have and he's gonna want to prove it or b he gets it and he's like why'd you take so long then to prove it true i think no matter what it's gonna be a big motivation game against an easy opponent yeah okay yeah i like it evan who is your qb1 yeah, my QB one is Patty Mahomes, Arizona. I just don't have very much faith in that secondary. Buda Baker's still there, but That's about how it. often does Buda Baker come down? With more more down in the box, uh, corners nobody to mention. Uh, you know they don't have a true wide receiver one that was mentioned today, so that will play into a pick that I have later. Okay, I like the little preview. Yeah, I think I think Mahomes is kind of like you were saying before the show, like it, it is kind of like a chalk in it's, it's very safe. It's very likely. Um, so uh, as a, as a guy that's obviously trying to win the game here, I, I do commend you on that. Okay. Uh, well, let's go ahead and take it into 
RBs then. My RB top dog is it's the return of the king. It's it's Derrick Henry. Kind of like what Evan was just saying about the Titans beating uh, the Giants. Uh, the Giants run defense is poor. King Henry is a beast. I think his injury, look, it. I think it was a significant one. A foot injury is never what you want to happen to your to your workhorse RB. I just, I think where I lie is kind of the opposite thinking where I don't think he'll be Easton. I think it'll be a, I lost part of my season last year and I'm hungry. Uh, so I'm going to go out there and I'm going to run over fools and score three touchdowns. Uh, welcome back. Uh, King Henry. I just, I just see this as a Derek Henry game written all over it. So my pick was once again, pretty chalk, like uh, Corey was saying with my picks here. Uh, it's Jonathan Taylor. And it's pretty obvious to me, uh, Texans, second worst run defense in football. They're going to, the, the Colts are probably going to be up in this game considerably most of the game, just kind of pounding the ball, running out the clock, which could lead to more and more JT carries, which could lead to more and more home run plays by JT against a team that took a corner with their first pick and a guard with their second pick in the first round and then a safety with their first pick in the second round and then a wide receiver with their second pick in the second round. So I don't see anything in the front seven. Yeah. Uh, front seven is going to be an issue once again for Houston. And Eric, what do you have? So, so full disclosure, I was the last one to put my picks in and I was trying not to do anything similar. Like I was trying to like change it up a little bit. So we have three different people to talk about. But just looking it over, I have to agree with Evan. It, this is the Jonathan Taylor of the week. Everything I looked at, I'm like, man, that guy is going to go off against this Houston mm-hmm. defense. The Colts are so much better. They're going to be pounding the ball all game long because Matt Ryan likes to ease in play action. Like it's going to take all the pressure off Matt Ryan to have Jonathan Taylor rolling. Um, I could easily see 100, 120 yards touchdown or two. Um, and I think he's just going to rack up 25, 30 carries and call it a day and I mean, you're all, if you have just Jonathan Taylor on your team, you're starting him. But I think it's going to be the safest feeling in the world. You're going to be like, that's a guaranteed 20, 30 points for me this week. Yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, I think that, like you guys are both saying, obviously you both picked him for a reason. He He's pretty chalk. He he should be the guy. I think the, the likelihood is that he is the guy. Where I differ, sort of where it flipped in my brain between the two is – I think that JT is not likely, but could see maybe fewer opportunities if the Colts get really ahead and they've already sort of, if he's gotten, you know, his hundred yards and a touchdown, I think there might be a chance they do sprinkle a little more Naheem Hines in there. Um, Frank Reich has already come out and said that he, I mean, who gives who gets more coach love than Naeem Hines uh, from Frank Reich? I mean, he's the best player in football. And I think that, I don't know. I, I don't think that it's one of those things where I would devalue JT any less than how you guys probably value him now. Um, I don't think Naeem Hines will come out here and just week after week take away opportunities. But I think against an opponent like Houston, I don't know. I just think there's a chance that they could sprinkle him in a little more, give him more carries than people want him to kind of get and get him a few more uh, passes that you'd maybe want to go to JT. And uh, wouldn't surprise me even if Naeem Hines like steals a touchdown that should be JT's. And to me, there's just no one like that on the Titans. 
And I think that's kind of where I differ. Yeah, I can see that. I, I was going to say Derek Henry was the other one that I was deciding between. Mm. And then I took a peek and, and looked at, at your picks that you had in at that time. And I was like, well, he took Henry. So I guess I'm going with JT. Yes. That made my decision pretty easy. That makes me feel better. I, I, yeah, I love that he was the second guy. Honorable mention. I think there's a world that Aaron Jones goes off. Oh, Aaron Jones was the guy I had. I had Aaron Jones in. And then I, I thought about it. And I, I switched it to Derrick Henry like an hour after I put Aaron Jones in there. I think there's a world he's RB1 this week. Especially if Lazard is out. Like mm-hmm. who who else is it going to – Aaron Jones is going to go for like two touchdowns at least. Something for him. I, I was going to say, what was it last year when Devontae Adams wasn't playing Aaron Jones? Yeah. Averaged over 20, 20 fantasy points a week or something like that. Exactly. Yep. No, he was in there. He was in there for me. I had, I think I had another guy in there too. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, that, okay. Uh, I like that. Good, good little discussion. Um, uh, but moving forward to wide receiver, kind of like what I was talking about with my first pick, um, my wide receiver top dog is in my opinion, the best wide receiver in the game currently as uh, Devonte Adams. Look, the chargers have a, a pretty stout defense. I'm not going to lie. And Derek Carr might have some trouble there. That's, that's totally possible. But I think it's also possible that I think Adams could have a kind of like a prove it game or, or maybe like a, a why did you trade me away game uh, where he just goes completely ballistic and shows everyone that he, no matter what team he's on, he's still the best wide receiver in football. Uh, so I just, I guess that's a little bit of a, like a projection pick for me. Like, you know, I don't know if he's actually going to come out and play the way that that I'm saying he will just based on, you know, Packers traded me away. But I, I just think that that's a likelihood. And given the fact that he is also the best wide receiver in football, I just, I see a great opportunity for him to go and just show everyone. Absolutely. No, I like that pick. For mine, mine's a little off the wall. Um, this is probably the only one that's not kind of like a chalk answer. And I really like Gabe Davis this week. And here's my reasoning. Opening week of football on a Thursday night, defenses are almost always out of sync and sloppy. It's usually high scoring. The offenses tend to be a little more clicked in because they know where they're going with the plays. And so you usually see a higher, higher scoring week one. I also think Jalen Ramsey is going to be all over Stefan Diggs all game. And I think Gabe Davis is going to see a lot of single coverage. I don't entirely trust the secondary of the Rams. And with how good Josh Allen is and how big he is and how much he'll be running, I think it's going to slow down some of that pass rush that they have. And I think you're going to see Gabe Davis get hit with a lot of deep balls. And that will also pull some of that pass rush and some of those defenders back because they're going to be worried about him blowing off the top. And I think this week you could see, I'm not, it's not going to be like the Gabe Davis game where he had like four touchdowns last year, but I could see him finishing really, really well with over a hundred yards touchdown or two maybe eight to nine catches, something like that. I really believe that Gabe Davis could go off and have a huge, huge week. And I am starting him in every league that I have him this year. Regardless, I'm finding a way to get him in my lineup. I could see the logic. I definitely see the logic with Ramsey shadowing the best wide receiver in digs. Rams are going to score. Yeah. Bills are going to have to score. Yeah, I, I definitely see the logic. It's a very out there pick, but it's a great one for like, I mean, if you hit that, I mean, that that's another way to win the game, right? Is you just, you have to yep. pick these guys that uh, no one else is picking. 
mm-hmm. I could definitely see a big game. Um, I think that, you know, like it's pretty, I think it's pretty understandable that it is kind of an out there one, but if it happens, you're going to, you're going to look like a genius. And the lions win and Gabe Davis is wide receiver one this week. It's going to be great. Oof. All right. Uh, and what about you, Evan? Yeah. So my first inclination, Corey, you'll actually appreciate, well, appreciate it and then be sad uh, was Cortland Sutton. So that was my first inclination. And then I started thinking about it and I was just like, well, they're probably going to be ahead for a large portion of the game, which means they're probably going to end up playing ball control, which unfortunately doesn't lead to as many passing yards. But I really loved the narrative when I was originally looking at this of the Seahawks secondary is absolute hot garbage. Second most passing yards given up last year. They didn't get any better. Jamal Adams is a down-in-the-box safety, okay? All things we agree on. And then, Russ, you don't trade for him, and then you don't give him that contract to not let him cook. So letting Russ cook. And Cortland Sutton, in my opinion, is the better of the two wide receivers on Denver. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think Russell Wilson has produced a top 12, I think, fantasy wide receiver the last, like, three years or something like that. So that was my original thought. And then I switched it to a more chalk pick of Cooper Cup, mainly because he was the Triple Crown winner last year. I do have some hesitation because the Bills were the best pass defense in football last year. So that does give me a little concern uh, with that pick. But Tredavious White is not playing in the game. So huge. That's, that's pretty big. Um, so I think there's hope, which is kind of crazy to say, considering I'm picking Cooper Cup, who yeah. last year, I mean, I, I think his prop line is at like 90 yards. And I think he hit 90 yards all but like three games last year. He is an absolute monster. He, he had one of the best seasons of a wide receiver ever yeah. last year. My my own, like literally he'd be my next guy. Like I, I almost put Cup. Literally the only difference is I don't know. We haven't seen Allen Robinson yet. And I, I do like Allen Robinson and I just don't know like how much the division will be obviously i think the cup's gonna get the majority of stuff there but i i kind of i like alan robinson more than robert woods um so i mean you put alan robinson there and and you look at cup woods duo historically um i think alan robinson's gonna take more than woods used to so that was kind of my thinking there but cup yeah he'd be the next guy he what what else can you say he's he's insane he's so 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 good um so yeah yeah very very good pick again like it's obvious that evan is is very much trying to win the game here which i do i do very much respect honorable mention real quick debo samuel debo samuel yeah debo samuel against the bears uh-huh. who have nothing it's just the bears are trash for this year it's sad it's gonna be rough i think i think lance might come out though and be like i think it might be like a lance elijah mitchell kind of game i don't know i i think debo's gonna just destroy us I just, yeah. I think Debo's going to go off too. It was between Gabe Davis and Debo for me. Okay, cool. Uh, honorable mention with Debo Samuel. And then moving along to tight ends. Yeah, you know, so again, I, I love that I put these picks in and then Evan put his uh, bets in because it just kind of reaffirmed all everything I was thinking uh, about this guy, Mark Andrews, as my tight end one top dog. What can I say, man? I think that, it is going to be a Lamar Jackson show. And I think he's going to show 
with his number one target uh, in Mark Andrews, and he's going to go absolutely bananas. Jets don't have anything I'm worried about with stopping him. They're going to have sauce on Rashad Bateman. Uh, So there goes one of your best defensive pieces away from Mark Andrews. Yeah, I don't... Mark Andrews is just set up for what a 42 to seven kind of finish is what I think Eric said. Um, I think he's going to get two of those touchdowns uh, pretty easily. So mm-hmm. for me, I think that the, the uh, contention here was either him or, or Travis Kelsey. And again, to me, I think the uncertainty of not knowing what Travis Kelsey looks like without Tyreek Hill to take some of the attention away that, that I think is just what like like kind of slid him beneath Mark Andrews for me, but obviously those are kind of the top, you know, mm-hmm. two, three-ish guys. So, yeah, Mark Andrews. I like that Mark Andrews pick. That's a really good one. And like I talked about Lamar earlier, I think he's going to be the recipient of a lot of yeah. that Lamar momentum. So for my tight end, and I just kind of talked about it in the last, the last thing I talked about is uh, I got George Kittle. I think he is going to eat the bears alive and a healthy George Kittle is disgusting. And when that, when that guy is healthy, he might be the best tight end in football. The problem is he's not always healthy, but right now he's healthy and he is going to absolutely dominate the smaller linebackers and the smaller cornerbacks of the bears. The bears don't have anybody stopping this week. We just don't. He's going to run ruckshaw over everyone. He's going to be blocking for Elijah Mitchell. He is just going to be the monster that we know Kittle would be. And I, if you have Kittle in the league, there's no reason you're not starting him at tight end because you probably spent a, a lot of capital on him. But, like, Kittle could win some weeks for some people this week, I think. I think Kittle's really going to pop off. I like it. I'm sensing a lot of um, Bears hate from you, Eric, with your Debo, your Debo pick, and then uh, you go ahead and follow that up with uh, Kittle. I might, I might be a giant Bears homer, but I at least I'm somewhat realistic. For sure. Okay. I just like to defend my boy Fields to the death because I don't think it's his fault. I can dig it. And uh, what about you, Evan? Yeah. So I went with the stack. So I went with Kelsey. Uh, I think Kelsey is very easily going to see 12 targets this game, and I think if he gets 12 targets, he has nine receptions which likely means he probably has at least one touchdown. So I feel pretty good in that. Uh, I would assume Isaiah Simmons is going to be on him, maybe Buda Baker. They are decent matchups, but once again, much like the Andrews pick, I think he's just going to be force-fed the ball. Those are kind of the three guys, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I do think that we basically, and I love that we did that independent of each other. We, we named kind of the three guys in rotation here, and I love that we all had kind of a reasoning for it i i'm really honestly i think the most exciting part of this segment is going to be seeing who is right and tallying these up and then like just seeing who has the most like consistently uh correct picks for these i think it's gonna be a lot of fun but i'll just go ahead and i guess quickly go through mine and then you each can go through yours real quick um so our week one top dogs i went with quarterback justin herbert uh running back derrick henry wide receiver Devonte adams and tight end Mark Andrews. Okay. I went with quarterback Patrick Mahomes, running back Jonathan Taylor, wide receiver Cooper Cup, tight end Travis Kelsey. For me, I've got quarterback Lamar Jackson, uh, running back Jonathan Taylor. If we're not allowed to duplicate, just put Aaron Jones for me if you want to do the tallies, whatever you want to do. Wide receiver Gabe Davis and tight end George Kittle. I think that's fine if you want to share picks. I think that's fine. It's just it, it takes away 
uh, I think it's like a strategy thing, right? If you want the chalk pick, but it, you have to share it with another uh, participant, then that doesn't, you know, that oh. maybe theoretically doesn't put you one point over them. Uh, but if you both lose, then uh, the victor uh, gets to reap the spoils. That's cool. Hey, I, I would, I would like to say, let's just make it so whoever is leading in season points, season correct picks, has to pick their team last of their four guys. Okay, I'm good with that. Okay. Oh, I really like that. Okay. All right. Sounds good. That adds a little bit of a challenge to it. Mm-hmm. To sort of wrap up the show, I suppose, I, I can't believe it. It's another segment. Uh, this is another one that we're going to kind of add into the weekly rotation here. Calling it after, you know, our week one top dogs. This is Corey's sleepy dog of the week, which I'm still trying to define exactly what that means. But I kind of like the one that I have uh, on my list this week. I don't know what you guys are feeling on this guy. I don't think I have a good heartbeat here, but my sleepy dog for week one is Jalen Tolbert on the Dallas Cowboys. He is going to be the wide receiver two for Dak. We have Michael Gallup out. I don't think anyone there has beat Jalen Tolbert out in camp. I think that he maybe got like a little bit of hype and then the hype kind of died down and it sort of fluctuated from there. But I think that going up against the Bucks, I think we're looking at another shootout potentially here. And I think that the chance of a Jalen Tolbert breakout game is very likely. I kind of hate it. Well, we'll see, won't we? No, that, that's a bold pick, I, but that's why it's Sleepy Dogs. And the Sleepy Dog, I think I'll just go ahead and say, this is a guy that I think like this is your second flex guy. This yeah. is if you did get burned right. by the J.K. Dobbins situation. This is if you are facing like some that. sort of, you know, situation where you need to put a guy in a spot. You're choosing from a bunch of dudes that, you know, it's kind of anyone goes at that point anyway. I think you have if you have Jalen Tolbert, why not put him in before Michael Gallup eventually comes in and takes his his place as the wide receiver to incumbent throw Tolbert out there. I think Dak is going to go out there and try to compete the best he can, whether the, the Cowboys can do it and keep up with Tom Brady. We'll see, but if they want to keep up with Tom Brady, they're going to have to throw the ball and score touchdowns. And there's not many other people left in the pecking order besides CD lamb, Tony Pollard. I mean, I guess Schultz. I, I like Tolbert as like a longer term play. I just think I hate it this week is I think I see this game going very differently than you do. I think it's going to be very sloppy and low scoring. I think the Bucks did not get in sync this preseason with whatever was going on with Brady. I mean, I think Brady will be fine, but I don't, I think he really, part of Brady's greatness is the attention to detail and being in sync with everybody. And I don't think they have that yet. And typically Brady teams start slow in the month of September until they kind of find their groove. And when you're getting 41 year old Jason Peters, to start on your offensive line as the Cowboys, that's got me real nervous for Dak having more than two seconds to throw a football. And I think it's going to be a very heavy Elliott Pollard game to keep the, the rush off of their backs. Okay. All right. I feel it. No, I think that's totally fair. We shall see very soon. Hey, seven. I, uh, I'll, I'll support you, Corey, and uh, keep my mouth shut. Hey, I'll take it. That's a win for me. Evan, don't you feel gross supporting the Cowboys with something? Yeah, whatever. Eagles are still going to win that division. Ooh. Ugh. I got the I got the whatever. Boom. Ugh. 
Well, if it makes you feel better, the Cowboys and the Eagles are starting on one this year. So, oh, oh uh, our real quick AFC NFC championship picks and our Super Bowl picks, just real quick for fun. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. The season starts tomorrow. We might as well get these in, right? I, can, I got mine ready if you need to think for a second. I do need to think for a second. Yeah. All right. All you. So, my AFC championship game is Chargers versus Bills. And my mm. NFC championship game is Buccaneers versus Rams. I've got a Super Bowl of Chargers and Buccaneers with Chargers winning 35-31 and uh, Herbert winning the MVP. Wow, I like that. I mean, I went on the poor man pod a week or two ago and confessed my Super Bowl fervor for the Chargers. I like that pick. I'm all in on them this year. If you, I've heard a lot of people break this down. Like a good telling of if a team is going to be good or not is how many blue chip elite players do you have on your team? And if you look at the Chargers, there's arguably 12 out of their starting 22, which is more than any other team in football, arguably. They have such a good core built there. And I just really think over the season, and they have one in the most important spot, which is quarterback. I just really think they're going to be awesome this year. The only thing that scares me is their coach. I think Brandon Staley can get a little too risky on the fourth downs. Okay. Evan, do you want to go next so I have more time to think? Sure. I'll go next. My AFC picks are the Bills and Chargers. I I should have just gone. Damn it. And my NFC picks are the Rams and Niners. Oh, okay. Same as last year, man. And I think it's going to be the Chargers and Rams in the Super Bowl. Who do you got winning? Uh, I'm going with the Rams. I think that feels kind of like a cop out right now, but I'm I'm going I'm going with the back to back. Okay. Going with the back to back, that is uh, okay. All right, I got to slightly vary because, honest, to be honest, Bills Chargers. I think that's where I also lie, but um, I'll go with a like a little bit more of a, this might be even like a little more fun. Um, I really like Bills Bengals. I like Bills Bengals. I think that'd be a great game. Like the Bengals have better yeah and they went to the super Bowl uh, that's year. that's kind of what i'm feeling i'm feeling like the Bengals went to the super bowl last year and they just got better and i feel like the bills are the kind of incumbent team that everyone's expecting to win the super bowl and i think they are going to get at least close so i think it's going to be yeah I, I like bills Bengals a lot um and then for the nfc i'm gonna go with a spicy one just so that i can i can be right and and not share a pick with any of you guys here um I'm going to go with God. The hype is going to sound completely out of control at this point. I'm going to go with the lions V Rams. Let's go lions. I think it all comes home for the lions. I think everything they've been doing, it finally comes home and the lions go all the way to the conference championship to get beat by the Rams, uh, Rams bills, Super Bowl. I don't know if I'm that in on the lions. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go lions. Wow. Now this, now this is the hard knocks bias. Okay. Okay. Wow. I love that team now, dude. They're all about grit. That's crazy. Lions don't have a defense and yeah. that's, that's enough for me to be like, yeah, no, I'm all right. Eh, they'll figure it out. They just need to score. They just need to score more points on offense to win. The golf machine is back. Jared Goff and the Jared Goff gets revenge on the Rams. Jared Goff and the Sun God. Jared Goff goes. <laughs> I just thought about that. It goes to the Rams and shows them that they should have never traded him. There we go. That's a perfect revenge game. Oh, what a Matthew what a, Sta- oh. He beats Matthew Stafford. Are you kidding right. me? Let's do that. 
Oh, I just love it for the drama. I know it's an insane pick, but I love it for the drama. All right, that's, fair enough. Yeah, that's where I'm going. What do you got for a Super Bowl? Super Bowl is going to be the the Rams and Bills, and the Bills are going to take it home. Yeah, I, I like the Bills. I feel like, for me, the Super Bowl was Chargers-Bills. I feel like those are the best two teams in football. I think that the Rams will beat the Bills this week one, and then the revenge game will be for the Bills in the Super Bowl. Jury, Jerry, Judy. <laughs>